0: listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate.
1: Welcome back to another episode. So this is our second episode in our rebrand launch of the Envision Advisors at Your for Real Estate. So in the first or the previous episode, I went through the backstory of about how we've evolved into the Envision Advisors. Now I want to start diving into more details and nuance for what type of firm we're building and how that can better serve the client. So two principles that I really value and I really learned over the years for it, both investing and building a business and really helping to you know better serve the clients are people and processes. And this is really, in my mind, coming down to having the right people on the bus. That's one of my most favorite metaphors on there. Because once the people are, the right people are involved in the organization, just something magical happens. You can't track that in the spreadsheet. HR department can't always, you know, quantify. They get the right people on there. And just that they get it done. They have that get it done attitude. And they come together as a team. And that one plus one equals three type synergy. The second thing is processes. Uh, I think anything in life, the, a process or a formula that you have, the more likely you are to have success. Because if it's not written out and there's no process to follow, doesn't mean you won't have success, but it usually means it's going to be a much bumpier ride and a lot more things will slip through the cracks. Now, when it comes to real estate investing as a whole and us as agents helping clients, we really, really want to minimize things slipping through the cracks, especially on the agent side, when it involves contracts, dates and deadlines, sometimes some, you know, fast turnaround times. And so we are also very process driven. So in this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to two very important people that are on the bus and some of the processes that they are really implementing to help build in our organization. So the first one, a lot of you guys know out there is Preston Newberry. And so Preston and I actually met, I think about four years ago, I want to say, it was actually through uh, you know our mutual mentor, Charles Roberts, who I've talked about in the previous podcast. As I was working with Charles, I think Preston started working with him a little bit before, and it was basically like Charles's right-hand man for, uh, I think, a year and a half or so. And he was just helping Charles, you know, everything, uh, do deal analyses, go show properties, put deals together, sit in on closings, and all those other nuances there that comes with helping clients go out there and buy rental properties. And so, you know, great experience for Preston and just learning from one of the best in Denver. And then when Charles, unfortunately, had his, uh, you know, health Health issue. Preston and I naturally started working together, and it was a great fit because his strengths complemented my strengths. Meaning, the stuff that I was good at wasn't his strengths, but it was really vice versa. So it's a very good complement to each other. Other things about Preston that is really I really like: very savvy negotiator, great at just getting things done, making deals happen, and he's just a proactive. And now he's also a a top agent, highly rewarded here at Your Castle. Preston, good to have you, man.
2: Thanks for having me back on, Chris. I'm really excited to talk about this and all the fun things and exciting things we've got going on with what we've been working on over the last few months. And uh, you know, it's been a lot of work, but uh, it's all starting to come together now. And I'm really excited to kind of put it out to the public and, and all of our clients, and uh, you know, see where we can go from here.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be great. And the next person we want to introduce you, introduce you to is someone that. I think a lot of our clients have probably communicated over email, maybe some phone calls. Absolutely, But it's really our, part of our secret sauce behind the scenes is probably the best way I can describe She's it. She's the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way? Um, and Preston, so you actually introduced us, because I, I met, Jessica green through you so you kind of introduce her and fill us in on who she is and yeah, why we absolutely. why we like her so much so um you
2: know obviously as you and I started working together a lot and things started ramping up and and you know building up realized we needed some help and um you know Jessica uh Green was another agent here at York castle she was actually one of the managing brokers here um, and through you know all of our transactions and just being in the office and you know doing agent stuff here got to have a really good relationship with Jessica and realized how good she was at, at what she does and the contract side of things and just you know being on top of all that and Jessica Jessica had an opportunity to uh, venture out for um, some new life changes out uh, outside of the U, continental U.S., I should say, and uh, <laughs> moved uh, moved out to Hawaii. Um, and in that process, you know, I kind of realized that Jessica would be an awesome team member to bring on for us um, to help with. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say transaction coordination side of things because it's much more than that, but um, just to help us kind of you know solidify that process and, and keep everybody in place. So, um, you know, Jessica's another Colorado native. She uh, attended University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, uh, moved up to Denver, um, and started you know in New York or uh, in real estate uh, around 2013. So, Jessica,
1: welcome.
0: Hi, hi guys! Thanks for having me. Of I'm really excited.
1: And I think this—I mean, I—this is actually the first podcast you've been on, on with us. So, a couple things I want to Thank highlight you. there. Um, you know. That is a very unique thing that agents understand, people in that business, but your background is a managing broker. This is one of the things that really makes you unique because a managing broker in terms of real estate is someone that manages other agents at a brokerage. You're among a handful of managing brokers here at your Castle, which is what, 500 Mm -hmm. plus agents or so. Yep. And that means you are reviewing contracts. You're handling fires and crises and reviewing, I don't know, thousands (laughs) of contracts throughout your career there.
0: Probably. Yeah, I would definitely I, say definitely at least had, over a thousand. At least over a thousand. Okay. But yeah, I've definitely had my hands on a lot of contracts because I've trained agents. So newer agents, I would train them how to write their first contract, how to write their first amendment, how to get through their first inspection. Um, and then I have also done file review. And then of course, all of the transactions that we've done together. So yeah, I've, I've gotten my hands on a lot of transactions and um, I really I, I don't know if there's a
2: situation Jessica hasn't dealt with yet. <laughs>
0: there, I'm sure we'll find that. I'm yeah. sure. It, but... it
1: happen For sure. So awesome. So let's kind of, I want to, shift over more of the processy side now because, I mean, you guys have met Preston before. This will not be the, the first nor last time you guys hear from Jessica, but she is really just running so many operations on the contract side behind the scenes. And as I said, one of our reasons why we are so effective getting deals under contract and deals to the finish line and, and really giving a great client experience. So now I want to kind of shift over the process because this is something that, you know, the three of us have really worked on a tremendous amount. And actually, now before we move into here, I'm looking at my notes here. I got to I got to give a shout out to, to one more person on here that's been behind the scenes. And that's Katie Hindson. Um Again, she's someone else that has not been on the podcast yet, but she's another agent and she's been a tremendous asset in helping us build these processes. And so today is actually her birthday. So she's off having fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, happy birthday,
2: Katie. Wish yeah. we were here uh, to yeah. join us. But. Yes. Definitely an integral part of everything we've got going on here, and we wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to do what we do without her. So
1: exactly, and she's one of the persons as we come up with these ideas. She helps make sure these processes get done. And Chris and I throw <laughs> a lot of
2: stuff at the wall, and she's the <laughs> one that uh, you know puts it to paper for us. So,
1: <laughs> so had to had to mention Katie uh, just because she's been a tremendous asset to our organization. Um, but going back in our process here, because. And this is really, we're going to outline it from just how a lot of our clients come in to start working with us. And this is a very common thing I hear from people is they want to start getting to real estate investing. So they, you know, they read a Rich Dad Poor Dad book. They go on Google. They find bigger pockets. They find lots of great educational resources, but it's much more generic national level and a lot of times outdated i mean it's a giant black hole of information
2: right especially in our day and age so um i think that's something that uh, we've we've identified that you know we can help a lot of people with and you know just rolls right into everything that we do
1: and so a big way we help give people clarity and take out that frustration and minimize the emotional roller coaster is we are very process driven, and so the process that we have we have in place, and this is you know we are constantly refining it. So, but this is a very good structure we have in place. So, generally, the first process or the first step when people, when clients reach out to us or say potential clients reach out to us is we always do a discovery call. A lot of times I'm the person you know handling that discovery call, and that's really just a, a short exploratory phone call to help find what your goals are, your background, what type of investing strategy you, you wanna go into. So it's just really a chance for us to kinda get to know each other and start building that relationship really no agenda on the call, just, hey, let's have a conversation and keep it loose. And it's one of those things that, you know, takes what we do
2: from the internet, right, and the virtual yep. world and, and really ties it into a person and our team and,
1: hey, you know, we're real people. This is what we do. And this is this is how you get started. Exactly. And then from that discovery phone call, usually what we do is then we start having some strategy preparation. And that's really for the, the new person to start doing, I should say, the new client to start doing. And this is where, hey, you're, you're embarking on an investing career and we wanna make sure that you have some education in place. So a lot of times that is, having you review some very specific educational content, some on the website, some stuff that we keep more private for, you know, prospective clients to review, to really get some details understood. And while we also ask you some financial questions, well, just what your financial goals are for real estate, cash on hand, savings rate, your timeline, that way can help you kind of start putting together a strategy. And these are all details that we, you know, pull out of that
2: first discovery call and Mm -hmm. and really try to, you know, hone in on exactly what, what's going to be helpful for the client um, and what's going to be good information so that, you know, whenever we move forward in the process, there's a lot more details that we can dig into.
1: Exactly. And then when you guys do your prep work, we sit down and do our investment strategy consultation. This allows us to have a very, very productive discussion because you come with your goals. You come with a lot of the basic information and rather than having to spend an hour to explain all the basics, we can really dive into your personal situation. And this is usually where we start bringing some other, you know, members of the team on board usually one or two other people in the meeting with us that way we like to have people all on the same page that way I don't hear something, and then I translate it to you, Preston or Jessica or one of our other team members. And... Right,
2: the classic game of telephone. Exactly. You know, um, we we want right. to eliminate that as much as possible, and that way everyone is on the same page, has the same marching orders, and, and knows what direction we're going. And I think that's been really helpful for our clients to, um, you know, be able to have that face to face or you know that virtual uh, meeting now and and really kind of put that all to bed.
1: Exactly, and then after that whole goal, the investment strategy meeting is to bring. Bring a very clear action plan for doing the, in the immediate term, like, hey, we need to do this, this, and this over the next couple of weeks or couple of months, depending on your timeline and goals. While we're also having like that end goal in mind, we're very long term focused. As hey, you're not buying one property, but it's that one move in a chess game to go from here to that five, ten, twenty thousand dollar a month future cash flow goal. And so it's to walk away from there. And once we're done that investment strategy consultation and we have our action plan in place, a lot of times this is where then where Jessica starts kind of entering into a lot of the client's, yeah. um, you know, a client's life as well, because we start the yeah. onboarding process, which is what I call it's just the rubber meets the road. And what this is, is we come up with these plans for you to get all the pieces in place, such as getting lending in place, establishing a relationship with a lender. I mean, I've said this before, but I want I want someone else besides me to explain the importance of having a lending relationship and the importance of it. So Jessica, you've dealt with your fair share of, of lending related stuff and also contract stuff. Why is lending so critical?
0: Well, that's such a great question. I don't think people realize what a big role the lender has if they haven't bought or sold a lot of real estate before. Um, I think they think that the agent is going to give them all the information that they need and that the agent is going to be the only person who's really serving them or in our case, our team of agents that we have. Um, But the lender is our biggest partner as the agent. It's the person that we work with on a day-to-day basis to make sure that the file's on track to make sure that they're getting what they need. And some clients need a little bit of pushing from us to make sure that the lender is getting what they need because ultimately the lender's bringing a lot more money than the buyer. And so I think yeah. that uh, that's an important thing to remember too, is that, you know, the buyer might be bringing 20%, but the lender's bringing 80. So on a two, three, four $400,000 property, that's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. so the lenders are very involved in the client process. Um, you know, most of our investors are not necessarily first-time buyers, but I think everybody forgets how, I don't want to say intense, but how intense that application process can be in keeping your lender up to date with documents. And so, yeah, our lender relationships are great. And the relationships that we have with our preferred lenders is awesome because they just treat our clients so well and they really prioritize our clients. And we're seeing a lot of the contract delays right now because the industry is just so on fire. There's so many people buying and refinancing that if we didn't, if, when whenever we work with a lender, that's not one of our preferred lenders. Um, we tend to have a lot more delays and smaller. Well, There's usually a lot more speed up. bumps. Do you know? A lot more of those, of those speed bumps. I mean, that's part of the transaction process too. We get through it, but um, the lender role is, our biggest partner throughout the transaction.
2: And just to kind of echo what Jessica said, I think one of the other things that, you know, a lot of people don't realize is how much communication is behind the scenes Mm -hmm. between the agents, you know, obviously people like Jessica, you know, on our team um, and what's going on with the lenders. So while the client is having their conversation with the lenders, there's so many other conversations and things happening behind the scenes between lending and title and the real estate agents and just the transactional process. And that's one of the things that we try to, um, I don't want to necessarily say isolate from our clients, But you know, keep behind the scenes a little bit because we know how stressful everything else is going on that they're dealing with. So the things that we're able to deal with and the things that we take care of behind the scenes is just a huge portion of what we do to make sure that the client experience that we provide for our clients
1: is top notch. Exactly, one
0: hundred percent.
1: So that is you know one step in the onboarding process, and these are often these steps are often going on parallel to each other, so everyone understands out there. So hey, you're talking with a lender, and that takes a few days at. Quickest speed to start that paperwork and that that relationship. Something else, and I'll let you guys really speak more in detail on here, is establishing a working relationship. And this comes with a, some regulatory oversight from Colorado. So, Jessica, can you kind of give our listeners the, the rundown on what a working relationship is and why do we need one?
0: Why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the Colorado Real Estate Commission says that we are allowed to work with members of the public as as our role as real estate agents in a few ways. Um and so we have to establish that what way we're working with you so that you know we've got that confidentiality, we've established what our obligations and what our um sorry what our, role's what our obligations are. Yeah. And like what we're gonna do for you what you're looking for, all of that goes into the document that actually hires us as your agent and your team to to work with you. Um, And that just sets the expectation up front, not only what our expectations are, but what your expectations are as well.
2: It's very much, as I equate to an engagement letter with an attorney or someone else like that, right? I mean, you know, basically you're establishing yeah, how you're going to work together. And and these are all, um, you know, documents that are approved and produced by the Colorado Real Estate Commission. Um, So it's not something that, you know, we produce that's, you know, special for every client. I mean, this is all pretty, I want to say boilerplate type stuff, but it's things that, you know, we have to have um, an agreement between, you know, both parties as to how we're going to move forward and what our roles are, as Jessica mentioned. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the real estate commission, um, exists to, to govern us as agents, right. To make sure that, that we're serving our clients and acting in their best interests. And when you hire us as your agent, um, that is our primary obligation is to serve your best interests. Um, and so that's what that, that document does is it really establishes our responsibility in that.
2: And that's something else that I would really want to point out is that, you know, especially here in Colorado, the Colorado Real Estate Commission, their, you know, main goal is to protect the general public, right? And make sure that they know you know, how the real estate process works, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, regulate us as agents is what our roles are and, and how we perform those. And so everything is very, very w- well outlined. Uh, um, and that's something that, you know, we really take a lot of pride in and knowing that, hey, when we're engaged with a client, these are our roles. And we, you know, have that responsibility to do that. And we really take that seriously.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: And can I move on to the can last? Can touch
0: on one more oh, little yeah. story there about clients? I think a lot of clients sometimes go, "Well, my last agent didn't do this," or "I have another agent that has been showing me properties, you know, and they haven't made me establish this relationship." And my response to that is that that agent either doesn't know about this requirement and what their obligations are, or they don't care about doing it right. And we do, we know what our obligations are, we know what our responsibilities are, and we take a lot of pride in making sure that we do things right to keep those clients best protected.
1: Exactly, when it comes to like, you know, legal and contract stuff, that's something that, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, where you're, you know, really falls under your department, Just I mean, like, you want to be tight on that stuff because that's the stuff that can come back and bite you in the butt, either as agents yeah. or you as a client in transaction. And we want to minimize mm-hmm. that because that has helped us save some deals. And sometimes when other properties fall under contract, do these issues, we come in with our act together. And yeah. we will win those we deals because of that. And also sometimes because of the lending partners we work with. So we have our yeah. we have our house in order to put it very... Politely, Plain. yeah. I would agree, hundred um, percent. Okay, so yeah. last thing, uh, I kind of want to talk about the onboarding process. These are the three main things: establish a relationship with the lender, establish the working relationship with us, and then for me, this is the more fun stuff. I think the more fun stuff for most clients, and this is really learning the market, and and this is really—I should say—I should use that phrase: the rubber meets the road here, because a lot of people they've been following yeah. the podcast, reading a book, um, you know. looking at stuff on Zillow or Redfin and that's all good. And now they're kind of like, cool, let's, you know, let's see what this is all about. What do we need to do now? Yep. And this is where what we do is we will, you know, generally times they'll set you up on some MLS searches and property searches geared towards your criteria. You will go on to our internal list of, hey, when we find properties, whether it's through our staff members who spend a couple hours a day searching for properties or off market stuff we see, hey, that comes in and gets filtered like, hey, this would be good for this client or it'd be good for this client, we will email you out stuff as well. So you start getting highly specified properties, you know, put your direction. Same time though, Mm -hmm. is we want you to go on their eyes wide open because you're the one writing a check at the end of the day, you and the lender, you guys are writing the checks at the end of the day. We want you in their (laughs) eyes wide open. And this is where we say, Hey, look at these properties and go find two or three properties that look good to you. And plug them into our spreadsheet and you guys have all seen the spreadsheet we use from you know Joe Massey plug them in plug them in the spreadsheet and let's get back on another you know zoom call or phone call and spend 30 minutes and run through them because that way we can say hey, this looks good this looks good hey I do this this and this instead and the reason we like to have people do that is it a- You know, a lot of times for people, it's they're like, "Hey, this looks good." They're like, "Oh wait, I have no idea what to put here. I have no idea what to put
2: here." What does this mean? How did you guys get this? You know, what? How does this all come Mm -hmm. together to to make this? You know,
1: and it's very different of you. I say you, the client, having to go out there and plug in some numbers and go through that that mental learning curve um, versus us just sending you stuff over. So we'll do that. You're like, "Oh great!" And usually, I mean, we do that two or three times. It clicks. It's not hard. It just needs a little bit of that one on one attention um, to go out there and do it and then we go out there and start walking properties. It might be those properties analyzed, it might not. But regardless, we'll go start, yeah, go start walking some properties, and I like to call this our first date. We're not yep. looking to get married out there, we're not looking to go <laughs> buy the first property, but just, hey, I got two or three analyses, and a great phrase you use, Preston, is let's go match virtual reality, which are you know photos online, which you all know can be filtered and doctored. As I always say, a, a <laughs> photo tele,
2: or a photographic lens is always the real estate agent's best friend, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, and then you take the spreadsheet and then go walk the property, and you're like, oh, so this is what this type of cap rate in, in this property is. And that's important for both investors, and I'd say even probably more important for a house hacker since they have to live in the property as well. And there's a lot more to a property than just a spreadsheet. You go walk the property, walk the neighborhood. You know, whoever of our team is showing that property they will point out nuances. Hey, look at this, look at this. Oh, this is a big red flag that you want to see. So it's a great educational experience. What'd you add on there, mm-hmm. Preston? Because I mean, you, you, this is where one of your, you're, you're great at and, becomes more of an art as you walk properties with people? Like, what are some common things that people realize?
2: No, I think that's great, Chris. You pretty much touched on all the points. It's, you know, really about, you know, obviously us as agents, we see properties every day all week long. I mean, we we get to put our eyes on a lot of things and um, there's just little nuances, little things, you know, whether it's, um, you know, egress windows or how, you know, this property is laid out or, hey, look at, you know, the foundation. Maybe they don't have, you know, water draining as far enough away as we want. So it's all those little things that we want to look at before we even put an offer in on a property or, you know, even go further in the process that we can point out to our clients just from our experience and our knowledge and and you know all the things that we've seen throughout our career and it really helps you know tighten up the process but also um you know give value to the clients as to hey this is why we like this property this is why we don't like this property or these are the things to consider you know moving forward
1: and so what will happen we will do that might be once might be twice you go past about three times is kind of what we've, you know, what we've seen just generally speaking. And the best phrase I can use is that like you will hit a tipping point in your comfort level. Where like, hey, I, I understand mm-hmm. the numbers. I feel comfortable. I understand the market. And then we go into more active hunt mode. Great. Let's start putting in offers as we find properties that kind of meet the criteria.
2: And just to kind of circle back around, Chris, I think one of the big things is, you know, being able to show our clients how to look at properties through the correct set of lenses for what mm. their use um, and priorities are for the property, right? I mean, there's a, definitely a lot of different ways you're going to look at a property that's going to be, you know, buy and hold rental versus, you know, a house hack or something you're going to live in, whether that's for a year or maybe this is going to be your permanent residence. This is your forever home, like whatever the case may be, there's a lot of different ways you're going to look at and evaluate those properties. And that's something that I, I think we really bring value to our clients as well. Mm
1: -hmm. and so kind of the next step in our process going that, that active hunt mode or the finding the investment property section and you know this is just great you're analyzing properties we're analyzing properties when something comes up we try to walk that property asap to go to go walk it and basically what we're looking for is does this property pass the sniff test and what that means often is hey let's plug in a spreadsheet the Numbers look good within you know, relative to the market and your returns. We walk the property, you're comfortable with a neighborhood asset class. We can put eyes on our property, make sure there's no you know things they left out of the photos. And oh, if hey, it, they forgot to take pictures of the basement because there's
2: you know structural cracks, like you know, that can be a big thing, right? That's exactly. something they're definitely not going to want to publish right away.
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm. like I said, our whole goal here is hey, does it pass the sniff test? Because if you it's impossible to find every detail of the property before you put an offer in and go under contract. And Jessica, I mean, you're you're, right. you're a contract expert here. Explain to our listeners here the buyer friendly contract we have here in Colorado.
0: Yeah, so kind of like what Preston touched on earlier, the contracts that we use as agents are all created and approved by the Colorado Real Estate Commission, which again exists to protect you as members of the public. Um, And so the contract is very buyer friendly in that we have a lot, you have a lot of opportunities to get your due diligence done. And I use that due diligence as a general term because that's gonna include your inspections, taking a look at title work, if you decide you want to get a survey for any reason, or if you decide you need to look into the zoning because you have potential plans for that property, our contract actually allows the buyer time to do all of those things. And then if they decide that it doesn't pass the uh, the deeper smell test, if that's <laughs> what you want to call it. Um, but if if those don't align with your needs or wants, or if you discover something in any of those due diligence aspects, then, um, then you can terminate the contract and get out and keep your earnest money. And inspection is obviously, I think one of the biggest due diligence items that people are concerned about, but you don't have to figure everything out before you go under contract. Our contract allows the buyer time to get that information, review that information. You know, at that point they can terminate or they can object and they can go back to the seller and say, Hey, I didn't know that there's going to be a big road here next year. Um, I'm still willing to buy the house, but can we do something to make that more equitable for me? Um, So we do, we don't have to figure all of that out up front. Our contract allows for the buyer to do that, which is why we call it buyer friendly.
2: And and that's something to us as agents, as we're working with you, that's one of our biggest responsibilities, you know, as we mm-hmm. go through this whole process is to protect that earnest money deposit that our clients have put down on the property. So, you know, throughout all these dates yep. and deadlines and, and you know, things that we're dealing with, you know, that's our biggest concern is making sure that we protect that earnest money and and work in our mm-hmm. client's best interests to do that.
1: Exactly. Yep. And so, you know, you guys already kind of move forward next step in the process, hopefully go to a contract on their property. And this is really where, you know, from the time we start looking at investment properties going on contract, this is really where I think our our people and our processes shine. This is where like, hey, all this stuff going on, it happens. Because a lot of times the response from clients is like, wow, that happened fast. Yeah, we didn't expect that. How'd, yes. that. how'd that go so quickly, you know? And that's because we yes. did all of our, our prep work. Um, and mm-hmm. then they're out in Denver market, it's no secret out there, we're in a seller's market, you know, you have to you have to move quickly. But this is the yeah. advantage to working with, you know, our processes and actually having like, you know, multiple people working with you because, you know, maybe Preston another other agents that are out there, you know, showing the property, walking with you, maybe calling the agent to kind of start getting some details on there might reach out to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Jessica will start prepping some contract stuff so we can get an offered really quick. I might be starting to work on a deal analysis, double-check some numbers on there, grabbing some rent comps. And this is something where, hey, we start that team effort and like, hey, we all play to our strengths. Yep. And then what that happens, that allows for a yeah. very quick turnaround time. And to be very just, you know, a reality check is this is something that we've evolved into because most agents, uh, not just in Denver, but just most agents in the country are very impressive one-person shows. But... You can't do three or four things at once. Now, then multiply that across five or six or seven clients you're working with, and you can't have that type of service. That's why we have that. We have that divide and conquer mentality, and that's why we move fast, get things done. And from our client feedback, we seem to provide. You know, we've gotten great feedback from our structure, the way we've put things together.
2: Absolutely. I can't tell you, you know, how many times we've gone out and, you know, looked at stuff with clients and obviously, you know, talking and having conversations as we're walking properties or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, my, uh, you know, my friends bought a house last year and they ended up looking at, you know, 15 or 20 properties and it took them six months yeah. to get under contract or whatever. Um, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, we decided we like a property and, you know, within six hours they're under contract. And they're like, wait, what, how did that happen? And it's because as Chris said, we all have, we all have our strengths. We all have the things that we, we do. And it really allows us to be efficient and execute quickly. <sighs> and make things happen to the benefit of our clients.
0: And in the Denver market specifically, that's so important. You know, I think, I'm sure Chris has gone into, you know, how quickly things move, how we have so many multiple offers that one of the things that sets us apart is the fact that we do divide and conquer. We really start clicking together so that we can get that client from, yeah, I I like this property. It passes a sniff test to, okay, now we're under contract. Um, Where like Chris said, not all one, Agent shows have the ability to do that. You know, they are great agents, but we can really divide and conquer those tasks so that we can each focus on our specialized issue and get things done quickly, which is so important in this market.
2: Absolutely. I think the other thing that kind of stems from that is the communication that we have between ourselves, Mm -hmm. obviously everyone on the team, our clients. Um, That's something that we really excel at and something that we've worked on to streamline and make sure that we have down pat so that whenever it's time to go into action, we all know what, what we're supposed to do and how to get it done. And it just happens.
1: And going to a few more things about under contract, now we could spend Literally three hours talking about the contract process, but we'll just kind of touch on a few things here, kind of going from the sniff test to make sure it it you know it makes sense. And this is really under that first section of kind of like, you know, the the broad umbrella of, of the due diligence section of the contract. So great, we go under contract, a lot of things start happening at once. You're gonna get final numbers from the lender. And this is where you'll get, you know, options for interest rate interest rate buy-down. If you're a house hacker, you'll get options for, hey, here's your exact PMI upfront cost, here's the exact cost for um, you know monthly PMI, and then here's how we can mix and mash this stuff. And then we'll start getting, you know the title company starts providing title commitments and looking into the history of the title. We will go out there and a lot of times double check rents with our property manager, or have our property manager come walk the property to really provide us more accurate rental comps, since we're pretty good at estimating it, but that's what they do seven days a week and they're they're outstanding at it. Exactly, just like we have our jobs, that's their job, right? Yep. Let's exactly. bring in the right people for the right task. And the last thing is, and this is very important, is hey, we're gonna come and do the inspection process and we always recommend you know, hire the inspector, do a sewer scope, and do a radon test. And this is gonna cost you, I mean what, 500 to $700 typically for... Yeah, I would say 500 house. to to 1000 depending on, you know,
2: the size of the house. I mean, you know, some of the smaller multis could be a little bit more. If we're oh, yeah. Doing, you know, multiple sewer lines or whatever the case may be. But yeah, 500 to to 1000 Um, you know, and this is one of those things where... Once we get under contract, that's when things start to get a little bit hectic, as Chris said. And um, one of the nice things that we've outlined throughout our process is a very detailed bullet list of action items for our clients that goes out to them as soon as we go under contract that outlines all these things that will be happening and the things that they need to be aware of, the the tasks that they need to do, the things we're doing, um, you know, and I think it just helps that whole process out. Yeah.
1: And as we kind of gather all this information, um, you know, and, and the inspectors, they, they are third party people working on our clients' behalf to provide their expertise on due diligence and, you know, scoping the sewer, all that stuff. And then a couple things happen. We will come back and re underwrite the property with, you know, new estimated repair costs, lending numbers maybe more accurate numbers from the, um, from the property manager. Hey, we got an updated tax certificate from the title company, right? Like here's the
2: new taxes. That's something we come across every two years in Denver and something we're very well aware of. And, um, sometimes clients aren't necessarily, you know, uh, know what's going on in that. So that can be a big change if something's been
1: reassessed and all of a sudden, you know, taxes go up $2,000 a year. That can be a big deal. Yeah. Exactly and then we will underwrite the property again, plug in them into a spreadsheet, look through things pros and cons and then at that point it's like great does it look forward move forward If it doesn't and we can't resolve the issues a lot of times there are inspection issues with the seller and yeah. the listing agent well then we terminate and then in my mind, either way is a good outcome. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. we'd all like to you know buy the property and move forward with it but even if you even if you terminate, especially for newer investors, it's great because yeah, you'll be out that five hundred thousand dollars, and those are costs you pay with your credit card when you hire these people. But in my opinion, that's a
2: pretty cheap education. Bingo! For one of the biggest yeah. purchases that most people are going to make in their lives, right? So yep. yeah, it may be a little bit of a sting at the you know initial moment when that happens, but when you take a step back and look at it, it's like okay, I get it now. Like you know, yeah, it cost me a few dollars, mm-hmm. but now I know what to do going forward, um, and I think that that's really beneficial for clients.
1: Yeah. And then assuming we get past that stuff, I mean, obviously there's more contract stuff, you know, a contract process left a lot of times more in the, the financing side and lots of other final details. We won't go into those on this, on this podcast right now, but hopefully that leads us to the closing table. And at that point, we close. And you know, something that we always want to do since our niche is investing, um, you know, we are getting better and more creative at trying to provide very useful closing gifts to our clients. Um, hey, you know, a a bottle of wine is nice. A, A cutting board is nice. But if you're buying a rental property or a future rental as a house act, you know that doesn't There's exactly. There's not a lot of value there, yeah.
2: right? We want to make sure and give something yeah. of value to our clients, something that's you know going to bring more um, depth to what they're doing and, and help them further on down the road than you know that instant gratification.
1: Yeah, and so definitely depending on you know what you're doing, we've got different things. We recently about two months ago had one of our lawyers draft up a couple of leases for us so we could gift them out to clients. You know a standard lease if you're self managing. Or if you're house hacking or do a room-by-room rental, we have a room-by-room lease as well now. Um, we're starting to be able to offer some house hacking coaching services from our clients. Jeff White, who's just done a phenomenal job of, of stabilizing, running house hacks, helping other people. Jeff's a rock star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an understatement right there. Yep. Um, and just other things like that. So we're constantly getting you know better and trying to give better more, you know, better closing gifts to actually help you go out there and build that rental portfolio to help you get your your end cash flow.
2: I mean, as we always joke, it's about playing Monopoly, right? So what can we do to help you with your Monopoly pieces?
1: Yep. Yeah. And the last thing, and this is not going to become a standard uh, protocol for us, I mentioned in the previous podcast that we are doing, we're building out the portfolio analysis side to the Envision advisors. And for a lot of our clients, this is where we'll sit down and do your first portfolio analysis. Whether this is your first property or third or 10th, this will a lot of times be your first interaction. And we'll sit down. We have a pretty crazy spreadsheet right now. It's just getting better and better. We'll plug in your goals, your numbers, your properties. And that becomes the spreadsheet that kind of becomes attached to your client file for the life of you. And that's just starting to help you go from, hey, this property to do that, you know, how many times do i not the board? do you have to go to hit your end goal? Mm-hmm. And we'll go into a lot more details on it in a future podcast. I think it's gonna be two episodes future from now. But we'll go through there, and basically, that's the entire process. So, what loose ends do we need to clarify on here, guys? I've got a few notes, but I want you guys to take a crack at it before I start going down my bullet points.
2: I mean, I think that that you know really sums up what we're about and what we do, um, and that we're very much different from a lot of other real estate firms or teams, as people like to call them. And that um, you know we've touched on it multiple times throughout this, but we're all a team here. We all have our strengths. We all have the things that we're good at and those are the lanes that we stay in, right? And we know that mm-hmm. we can capitalize on those and we're going to excel at those. So, um, yeah. you know, if 80/20 rule, right? And at, at the end of the day, I know what I'm good at, Chris knows what he's good at, you know, Jessica's a rock star with everything else. So, um, you know, we uh we just want to give the best client experience and the best service that we can to our clients, whether they're first-time clients or, you know, they've bought 5, 10, 15 properties from us. So,
1: right? jessica any final closing thoughts
0: i don't think so i mean i i think that you know my role really takes place during that under contract period that yeah. is I'm, i definitely have my roles and responsibilities outside of that but that's really where i come into play and you know we didn't talk about how long that takes and your standard contract is about 30 days. But one of the things that makes us really unique is that a lot of our lending partners can close in less than 30 days, um, even as close at, even as quick as two weeks uh, for a finance property. And um, so anywhere between two weeks and four weeks, basically 30 days is about how long that takes. The quickest that Preston and I have ever done <laughs> I was, was about on one One and a half business days. So we went under contract on a Thursday evening and then we closed the following Tuesday, but that Monday was a holiday. So we had Friday and then a few hours Monday morning before they closed at, I think, 11 or
2: 12. I think it was noon.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) So yeah, that was a very special
0: circumstance. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is awesome.
2: And we even had the weekend to play, you know? So, um, yeah, that was a pretty interesting one. Um, and one that I will definitely always remember.
0: Definitely. That was cash to be clear that, yeah, that,
2: but I mean, we've closed, we've closed finance deals in basically, uh, seven business days. Uh, we've got some lenders Mm -hmm. that are rock stars and, um, you know, it was one of those things where we got a deal under contract backup and they said, Hey, this other deal fell out. Can you close? How quick can you close? And I said, we'll make it happen in a week. And guess what we did. So Mm -hmm.
0: we closed on their original closing date with their like 30 day buyer that they had. So
1: cool. All right. Well, we we will wrap this up. I know we could, the three of us could probably spend another three hours really talking the nuances (laughs) on it, but we wanted to find that right balance to kind of give everyone the high level overview, help highlight the differences of how we operate. The vast majority of people love it. It is very different than most people's previous experience with agents. We wanted to kind of help walk people through that, understand it, because, like I said, it is definitely a team effort, and we have our process, but that leads to results and allows us to be speedy, which all very much matters in the Denver market. So couple wrapping up notes here. Um, If you guys have any questions on anything we talk about, do not hesitate to reach out to any of us. You know, we're here to serve you. If you want to get started anything, reach out. We will start the process, do a discovery call. We'll start the whole process with you and and just start everything that way. And make sure you continue listening to the podcast here because the next one will again be me, Preston, Jessica talking, and we'll go a quick, we'll go through a quick rundown on the services that our firm is expanding into. So Jessica and Preston, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to get everybody
2: together.